Hello and welcome to According to John. Today, all right, today we're going to talk about a topic that I am not sure why. I don't, I really am not sure why it trips so many people up. Repent and be baptized. How about that? Baptized. It's so clear in scripture and yet it's. Yeah, as who should get baptized? When should I get baptized? If I was already baptized as an infant, do I get baptized again? And as we look at this, it 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 has stirred up because we're we're baptizing on average for the last like four months, five months, whatever. Um, you know, we're, we're baptizing like three a month if you broke it down on average. That's awesome. And these you aren't know? babies. These aren't babies. <laughs> no, no, these are these are full of grown adults. And and it seems like about. Uh, every month, well, it seems like about every five, six weeks, we're baptizing five or six people. You know, baptism is sacred and it's simple. <sighs> and yet, you know, I, I kind of have my little dukeism here. You know, don't let people mesh up about baptism. <laughs> <laughs> let baptism straighten you out about people. It's so simple. They that gladly received his nope. word were baptized. Yeah, there's a happiness. There's a gladness. Yes. There's something really celebratory about it. Right. I can't wait. I'm just going to jump in. See that ring on my finger? That's a wedding band. I wear that baby. You know, when you marry up like I did, like right. you did, Johnny, I show that. I'm married. You want to see my bride? I'm proud. I want to show on the outside what I believe what's happening on the inside and that's baptism it, it is and you're the, usually the guy that says it is <laughs> I'm quoting you now john <laughs> this is getting scary now man home run <laughs> that's your line and i but boy what a uh, you all right <laughs> spend too much time together man <laughs> the more i thought about that the funnier it got <laughs> yeah Oh, well, that's all right. There's Duke-isms that are rubbing off on me, just so you know. You look smarter than that, John. Oh, my goodness. Hey, guys, thank you for joining us on According to John. I am your host, Pastor John Westfall. This is my co-host, Pastor Duke Herget the Duke Meister. And we're going to cover the question, what is the importance of Christian baptism? Mm -hmm. And the word Christian that that's the pivotal word right there. Yeah. If you're not a Christian, you can't get baptized. Yeah. Baptism does get wet. Just get wet. That's not <laughs> really wet in our circle. I tell, I tell people, if, listen, if you're not, a, if, if you don't believe Jesus Christ is your Lord and savior, you didn't get uh, baptized. You just got wet. Yeah. Oh, and, and here's another question I get asked. I didn't put it in my notes, but it just hit me. Is it special water that people get baptized in? <laughs> Like, like, is it a holy water? We've had some pond water. It was uh, not the highest quality. We have a it's pond like, behind our church. I probably baptized 500 people in the pond over the years. Isn't and that cool? Sometimes late in the summer, the weeds are growing up, and you get some of the scum out of the way, and you go down in there and baptize, you know. So yeah, just it certainly them. wasn't holy water. Yeah, well, and here's <laughs> Wouldn't what, want to drink it. Here's what people don't realize. The Jordan is not a clean river. Yeah, it depends where you are. Up up above yeah. uh, in the northern part, it's not too bad. You get down south of Jericho. Uh, yeah, you, it's, you know, it's like the Hudson. Yeah, you don't want to go in there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, because, matter of fact, remember when they told the king to go to the Jordan, dip seven times. That's a nasty river, he That's said. That's a nasty river. Why do you want me to do that? And you the, got better rivers than that in, in Syria, right. Naaman said. <laughs> and the servant's like, 
Oh, you came this far. Was it hurt to go? It's not the level of sediment in the water that makes it Christian Baptist. Is that what you're trying to say? That's what I'm saying. Listen, it doesn't matter if it's chlorinated water, if it's pond water, if it's scum water. What matters is that you go down under and you come up out after you've received Christ as your Savior. And you know what? The real significance of it all right up front, it's telling Jesus and the I world love you and it's telling the world we love Jesus. Yep, absolutely. And that's what baptism that's why there's so much celebration. I remember yes. inviting all of my guests to my wedding and because I wanted them to see who I'm marrying. Look at this. I win, and, and, I win, I win. And people do the same thing, invite them to their baptism. Yeah. Hello. I it's invited huge. a bunch of people to my baptism. My huge. mama came to my baptism, not too happy. <laughs> I already had you baptized when you were a baby. I said, Mama, that was your decision. <laughs> And she was sincere. Uh, My mom loved it. She that, came. But that's, that's a home run statement. And uh, it was funny. She didn't really want to come. And she had her own church that she hadn't been to in six years. And, um, and <laughs> she, I didn't need to be baptized because she had me baptized. Well, here's what I love when I talk to some Catholics. And I go, do you go to church? I'm Catholic. Oh, well, that's cool. Do you go to church? Or, or no, then my next question is practicing or non-practicing? Um, <laughs> and it's usually always non-practicing yeah that's how my mama was but it's funny she came to my baptism and uh she would, didn't want to be there she was kind of down on it and uh, she already had me baptized so this yeah. one didn't count but you know the next day we talked and she goes it really did count didn't it dude because that was your heart she said i understand now what i did for you when you were a little boy had you sprinkled with water i say a man dressed up like a woman sprinkling water on a little baby's head and said it's baptism well we didn't go down into the water it wasn't my choice if you if you believe with all your heart you may that was she she was that was what i did for you and what you did yesterday is yeah. what you did for jesus and she got it and yeah. uh, f- funny thing is well, well here's years the later, other thing that eight, people don't get jump go ahead. Yeah. eight years later i got to baptize my mom how cool is that yeah. So, and here's the thing that your mom realized your first baptism or sprinkling was her decision. Yeah. She got it. This one was your decision. Yeah. And she told me she was proud of me. Good. That's awesome. Well, hey, with that, why don't we go to the Lord in prayer and we'll get started. Father, thank you for opportunity to share the word of God with the world through podcasting. We pray that our audience will receive the word of God as you make things clear to them and that all of us would be obedient to open the door of our heart to receive Christ by faith into our heart as Lord and Savior, and then to take that giant first step and follow you, Jesus, in a believer's baptism, buried in the likeness of your death and water, raised in the likeness of your resurrection. So make it a profitable time in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right. So what is the importance of Christian baptism? Guys, this is so, so important. And the reason that we're doing this podcast on this is because I am getting inundated with questions on baptism and they want clarity and I thought, you know what? Of course, I answered their question right then, but I thought with so many people asking me, let's just do a podcast. Yeah, yeah, it's it's a foundational. You know, I've heard, this is kind of the negative side. It breaks my heart, but I've heard people, oh, you don't have to be baptized to be saved. And it's like, well, technically that is very true. Absolutely, that's true. But why would you not want to be baptized? Right, right. You know, well, and, and here's the flip to that. If you're not baptized, Listen, if you won't do the first thing that, that God asked you to do, mm-hmm. he can't trust you to do the next, and you're losing blessing. I mean, realistically, because you've not yeah. been obedient in the first thing that I asked you to do. It's like, why? 
I mean, I want to do everything to follow yeah. Jesus. Yeah. This is huge. All right. Christian baptism is one of two ordinances. The ordinance that we speak of is baptism and the Lord's Supper, which we just observed the Lord's Supper last night. And then uh, in next week, yeah, no, two weeks, we're going to be baptizing more people. So we're, we observe the Lord's Supper about uh, every, well, we do it every quarter. And then uh, baptism, we do it um, every couple of months as, as deemed necessary or every few weeks, whatever it is. Because we just did baptisms, I think, uh, yeah, last month. No, and a month before that, like we, we never get tired of watching people get baptized. Never professing outwardly what they believe in their heart, and you see the the sincerity of these people. I see tough guys, biker dudes, you know, just break right, down and ball because I love you, Jesus. They right. get baptized is like the biggest moment of their life. Yeah, you know, and it's showing that I have been saved. I fo- I'm following Jesus. I've trusted Him. I want to show on the outside what I'm believing on the inside. It just never gets tired. So here's a here's a cool thing. Uh, the church I went to in North Carolina, the uh, there was a gentleman there, and his name is I can see his face, but his name has escaped my mind. This has been 25 years ago. Anyway, he gets saved and he wants to be baptized. And they're like, okay, but he wears a toupee. Oh. <laughs> So, so he goes down into the water, preacher goes to baptize him. He goes, the guy goes, wait. And he reached up, pulled it off his head, put it on the side. And he goes, now I'm ready. He gets baptized, comes up out of the water, picks it up, puts it on his head. Preacher said, why'd you take it off? He goes, Jesus didn't give me this. I wanted to go down with just what Jesus gave me. Oh man, that's sweet. What a perfect answer, huh? Isn't that amazing? Oh, Jesus must be. It was grinning. Oh, the, the goosebumps, baby. Right and, 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 that's my kid there. That's right. my kid, you know, and, and, my bald buddy. My and bald nobody boy. had seen him without that toupee prior to <laughs> baptism. Humility. But he was like, I, I want it to be me yeah. that God made, not yeah. me that I want in my insecurities. What a pure heart that is, huh? Golly, tell me God didn't bless that baptism. <laughs> he was smiling on that one. Right? So just before Jesus' ascension, though, this this is how crucial baptism is and why we observe it. Before Christ ascended, his last words were in John 28, 19, and 20. Go, therefore, and make disciples. Now, that make disciples is winning them. Win, go, go out and win people to me. Bring people to Jesus. Absolutely. And then he says... The next thing he says, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. First outward act of obedience. Obedience doesn't save us, but it shows that we're saved. saved. Yeah. Now, here's an interesting passage in Acts 238, right? Because people say, no, here's proof that baptism is salvation. No, no. You have to understand the context of what was going on in Peter or at Pentecost and what was going on during that time. People were giving their life to Christ, getting baptized, and that was their public profession, right? And then they were losing their homes, their businesses. They were Persecution kicked out. Of, kicked in immediately. Immediately. But not upon their listening to Jesus and showing up at the church and listening. There was a pinpoint moment when the persecution began. And that was baptism. Yes, sir. Because now they publicly stated their position. 
And there so, was a price to pay. They were losing. They were lo- listen. They were kicked out the, of town. They would lose. As a matter of fact, it was so bad that in Galatians they told uh, Paul when he was going out, they said, "Remember the poor." Uh, talking about finances and give and helping, and Paul said, "With excitement, I will remember the poor. The poor they were talking about weren't the poor in the neighborhood. It was the poor Christian who lost everything because they stood for Christ." And the baptism is what ignited that uh, persecution, like you said. So what was going on in in Acts chapter 2, verse 38, when Peter says, repent and be baptized for for the forgiveness of your sins. What he was saying was, if you don't get baptized, we don't look at it as real. Yeah, We're not going to recognize it. Because if you're a true believer of Jesus Christ, then you're going to gladly get baptized so the world can see it. That, that's that 238. It wasn't because they're together or combined because we see in G, what Jesus says here in Matthew chapter 19, go therefore, talking about us, right? Uh, the, the church. The, yeah, the church, if you will, and make disciples of all nations. In other words, don't leave anyone out. Don't you pick and choose as everyone you see. And then baptize them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Very specific there. And look at this. After you win them, after you baptize them, then you teach them you teach to observe them. everything. Because if they, listen, listen, if they won't listen to baptism and get baptized, they're not going to listen to much else. Mm-hmm. First priority. You know, Paul got saved on the Damascus Road, went into Damascus, waited, and then uh, Cornelius, was it, no, who was it? Was it Cornelius? showed up. I'm just losing. Oh, it starts with an A. Dagum. Ananias. Ananias, thank you. Uh-huh. you get the, Johnny gets the point. <laughs> Johnny got the point. I Anani- take it. Ananias shows up, and what did Paul immediately do? He immediately uh, got baptized. He got baptized. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, was once, no once he got this, I was thinking scales on the eyes, but that yeah. dropped, and then he got baptized. Yeah, Ananias wasn't like, okay, Paul, you got to do this now. And Paul's, he wasn't reluctant. Man, when there should be no reluctance in right. this. What do I do? I remember when I got saved, what do I do next? Right? It's like, will you get baptized? Okay. So I, when I got saved, they <laughs> said, okay, now you need to get baptized. I said, show me in the Bible. Because that was my... You know, like I'm very skeptical of everybody when I got saved or in, in prior to that, but it was because of my lifestyle. Anyway, show me the Bible. They went, oh, okay, here. And I that went, wasn't okay. hard. <laughs> I went, okay, all right, I, I got yeah. baptized. Yeah. And it was not difficult. But what you need to understand in, in Matthew 28, 19, and 20, first off, you get saved. Make disciples. That's salvation. Second is baptism. And if you can't do number two, the teaching, or I should say in this case, as someone tries to teach you, the learning will be difficult because you've already hindered the Holy Spirit from doing work in your life by not being obedient to the first thing that we have to do. Yeah, it's not very complicated when you turn to the scriptures, is it? It's really, really not. So then we go in, we recognize John the Baptist. uh, He used baptism to prepare the way of the Lord. Now, John's baptism was signifying repentance. It is not the baptism same. Baptism of repentance. It is not the same That's as Christian. before Jesus died, preparing the way for the Lord. Right. And it's not the same as Christian baptism. Now, that being said, I want to equate this 
with infant baptism. Because what you see is it's not the same as Christian baptism. Yeah. Can I jump in here for a moment? Yes, please. On that note, <clears throat> because we're in a Roman Catholic area with a sprinkling yes. of Protestants, and I was sprinkled as a little, as an infant. My wife, I was a sprinkled Protestant. She was a sprinkled Catholic. They called it baptism. It was an act of our parents' will, and our parents met the ver- one of the very best for us. This well, that's is, why they did it. Because yeah, this is not, they wanted God's favor to be upon their kids, and well, that's what they believed. But they didn't know it, it wasn't from the Bible. Well, help me with this. Uh didn't the church tell your parents that if you want your child to go to he- uh, heaven? Exactly. That's exactly what they told them. If you want your child to go to heaven, you have to get them baptized. Mm-hmm. So do it quick. Do it quick. Don't take any risks. And so that that's how you know the parents did it for your best interest. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and if the, right. you know they didn't want that baby to have a chance to go to hell, so you had to get it sprinkled so it wouldn't have a chance to go to hell. And I'm thinking, wait a minute. Wait, 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 wait. The blood of Jesus Christ, God's Son, cleanses us from all sin. And we know from the Scriptures, children are under an age of accountability, and they're under God's grace no matter what. So if salvation or if uh, salvation was tied to baptism, that would all literally make the pastor or the priest, in a sense, their Savior. The Savior. Because without my but, touch, you, you can't go to heaven. With my touch, you can. It's but like, that, also, that would also fit with the... Uh, and, and if I'm wrong, you help me out with this. That also fits with the idea that the Catholic Church teaches salvation is through the church. Yeah, yeah, it's one of the sacraments. And if you're not right with a priest, I've had I've had people that went to priests that, that I, I pastor. Okay, mm-hmm. they went to the priest to get their infant baptized, and the priest said, "How much money have you given to the church this year?" And they checked their records, and they didn't give enough probably didn't give any no way <clears throat> come and, on yeah oh i've had this i've had this a dozen times johnny not so not this hasn't happened in the last 20 years sure but but the first but, 20 years i heard this often well we we weren't really practicing too much we had a baby we wonder what was best for our baby so we went and have our baby baptized and the priest said uh have you been attending have you been giving and they they said well well no and then the priest said well then you know, we'll, and he said an amount of money that they needed to give to do the baptism, believing that if that baby wasn't baptized, it had a chance of going to hell. So they paid it. And so they paid it. But as they did, it just didn't fit with them. The grace of God, God loves my baby more than we do, and it just didn't set right with them. Of course, when you go to Scripture, it exposes all that. But all this complication and manipulation of religion to use an infant as a wedge uh, as leverage to gain money. And yeah, and you're just <laughs> sharing the history of it. These are actual facts that you guys, if you're, if you're, listen, if you're Catholic and you're listening to this, go back and do the research. It will take you to exactly what we've just said. Yeah, I, I didn't know much about Catholicism because I was raised a little Protestant boy. I didn't practice right. it, and so I didn't know much about that either. But my wife was Roman Catholic, and she went to parochial school, so she and, understood it all. Yeah, she understood it all, and uh, and so God really used her as He brought us to a Catholic community. This this area was ninety percent right. Catholic, right. Uh, probably forty percent practicing, sixty percent non practicing when I came. And so that Catholic grip has kind of changed on this area, especially when yeah, because it really went heavy non-practicing. Yeah, when the pedophilia thing got uncovered there in the Boston area, that really affected our area. A lot of the Catholics, a lot of Catholics got saved and came to uh, Jesus and are great Christian people today. And uh, we love Catholic people. We want them to have Christ in their heart. Yeah, and you know, and there there is a difference because I've noticed that when I when I meet uh, 
someone in Catholicism and I'll say, Oh, are you a Christian? And they'll say, Oh no, I'm Catholic. Yeah, I've heard that a thousand times. <laughs> it's like, well, but wait a minute, there shouldn't be a difference. Right. I, but it's because there is a difference is why they say that. And that, that is what this passage here in acts 18, 24 through 26 does is it shows that there's one baptism you know, the scriptures say there's one baptism, one right? One faith, one hope, one baptism. And, and it's got to be that which Jesus Christ uh, and God has established. So when we look at John the Baptist baptism, and it's not the same as a Christian baptism, it is explained in Acts 18, 24 through 26. Now a certain Jew named Apollos, born in Alexandria, an eloquent man and mighty in the scriptures, a religious man, right? And mighty in the scriptures came to Ephesus. This man had been instructed in the way of the Lord, and being fervent in spirit, he spoke and taught accurately the things of the Lord, though he only knew the baptism of John. Verse 26, so he, the eloquent man, if you will, Apollos, he began to speak boldly in the synagogue. When Aquila and Priscilla heard him, they took him aside and explained to him the way of God more accurately. And when he desired to cross the Achaia, the brethren wrote, exhorting the disciples to receive him when they arrived greatly uh, help those who have believed through uh, grace for he vigorously refuted Jews publicly showing from the scriptures that Jesus is the Christ. But it goes on. And then in Acts 19, one through seven, and it happened while Paulos was at Corinth. So now you see he was being, uh, he was fervent in the scriptures. Uh, he was teaching. He had some more mature Christians come up and teach him Accurately. Yeah. Yeah. Teachable. So then it happens in chapter 19, which, uh, and it happened while Apollos was at Corinth that Paul having passed through the upper regions came to Ephesus and finding some disciples, he said to them, did you receive the Holy spirit when you believed? So they said to him, we have not so much as heard whether there is a Holy spirit. And he said to them, into what then were you baptized? They said, into John's baptism. Then Paul said, John indeed baptized with a baptism of repentance, saying to the people that they should believe on him, Jesus, who would come after him, John the Baptist, that is on Christ Jesus. When they heard this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. Yep. So I think what what my whole point of this passage and in, in, in putting this in there is Catholics are baptized in the name of the church. And once they get saved, then they understand scripture says that they got to be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ, not the church. There is a significant different baptism. And so now they have to make this decision to get baptized in the name of Jesus Christ, not Catholicism. Mm -hmm. Through the years, uh, pastoring in a Catholic area, 80% of our church is Catholic in background. And I've had nuns and priests and become great friends with them. And seen, I've seen a lot of nuns and priests kind of veer away from the historic Catholic things mm -hmm. to the Bible. That throws my heart to see Right, that. yeah, you love to see that. Yeah, and uh, we're, we've influenced them way more than they've influenced us. And, yeah. uh, and they've been very grateful to me uh, for that. Uh, so... Uh, to make, you know, the scriptures is very simple. They that glad to receive, were uh, receive the word were baptized. So you say, prop, who's the proper person? If thou believest with all thine heart, thou mayest. 
what does that hinder me to be baptized? The guy said, Ethiopian eunuch. Which we're actually going to cover that. Yeah, I figured you would. (laughs) But it was a proper person, if you believe, with all your heart. So there was no infants baptized in the Bible. It's nowhere there. That that happened hundreds of years later. Yeah, it's it's salvation, decision for Jesus, and then baptism. Salvation, baptism, salvation, baptism. They believed and were baptized. They believed and were baptized. And it was hundreds of years later where that began to change when... Uh, as Catholicism was developing, and even even before that, they were saying, "What about our babies?" And they, they it was a false teaching of baptism or regeneration. You're 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 saved by baptism. Yeah, but from my understanding, the reason the Catholic Church started implementing infant baptism was because there there was a massive purge happening on the Catholic Church. Like people were leaving by the droves, and in order to get them back, they came up with infant baptism, which brought the families back to the church because they love their children so much that they didn't want them to go to hell. And so fear, uh, fear, that's what I say. Fear drove them back to the Catholic church. Now that's what I've uh, understood it to be. Is it different than that? Well, that's part of it. Okay. But I think it's bigger. I, I have spent a lot of time studying historically what was going right. on. Jesus said there'd be false teaching come in. And of course, the most important teaching is salvation. Right. And when you're saved, that's when the lights come on. That's when right. your body becomes a temple. That's when that's life when changes. You're quickened. You're made alive. Now you have Holy Spirit discernment. So we know we're saved by grace, by faith. Yes. Plus nothing, minus nothing. So that's amazing. I mean, that he would just save you by calling on his name, like the thief on the cross. Lord, remember me. Yeah, because the thief kingdom. couldn't come down and get baptized. No, but he believed. He believed and he went to heaven. He that believeth is not condemned. He has everlasting life. So in my study, it was like the year 180 AD when this false teaching starts coming in. You have to be baptized to be saved. Mm -hmm. Twisting scripture. And you you and I, we have copies of the scriptures everywhere we go. And but back then, there might be one copy per congregation. So people didn't have access to the scripture. So Satan, of course, is going to come along, just like Jesus said he would, be teaching a false teaching on salvation that, well, you have to be baptized to be saved. We have the false teaching of baptismal regeneration. Uh, and they take that verse out of context. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. Well, we know it's believing that saves right. you. And when you are saved, then you get baptized. Well, because if you can't, well, here's the other thing. If you can't stand publicly for Jesus, did you really get saved? That's a great question. And and I don't, like I'll give, so I'll give an invitation to church. And then I'll ask uh, with everyone, nobody looking around, if you prayed that prayer, will you raise your hand? And then people will raise their hand. Then I take it to the next level. Just like the Bible did. Amen. Everybody looks up at me. And then I say, if you raised your hand and you meant it, come stand up here next to me. And then when people don't move, I tell them this. If you can't stand here where we love Jesus, you'll never stand out there where they hate him. Let the redeemed of the Lord say Say so. so. And then I say this. If you can't stand up here, I don't believe you meant your your prayer. I don't believe you were saved. He that believeth shall not be ashamed. Yeah. And so I make it public that if you raised your hand but you didn't stand up, your decision's invalid. 
Yeah. Now, some people are like, Pastor, that's offensive. I don't give a crap. We can be biblical and uh, put God's word first, or we can uh, tickle people's ears. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I don't want to hear you're shy. Yeah. I don't yeah. I don't want to hear all the I don't want to hear all the excuses of why people don't serve Jesus. Here's why you don't serve Jesus. You either don't know him, don't love him, or not interested in him. Yeah. All I know is when he came into my heart, I just wanted to find out what's next. I couldn't shut up. Just what's next. Dude, I was bringing people to church in the droves. Yeah. <laughs> I did. I counted 78 visitors I took my first year. <laughs> Second year, about 10, because I, I wore them out. They, no, no, it's Duke. He's going to try to take me to church. That's so funny. <laughs> uh, oh, we my get goodness. excited. I'm still excited about Jesus. Right. And, uh, uh, going back to that, yeah, that, that early that. day, that, that false teaching came into the church, and uh, you have to be baptized to be saved. Well, the next thing that would naturally come into people's mind that believe that, it's not true, but they believed it, what about our kids? So they started baptizing their children to wash away original sin. Right. You can't find that anywhere in the scriptures. But it was that tool, like you were saying earlier, of the church to, to kind of hold on to people through yeah. fear. And we'll send your kid to hell if we have to, to get you to obey us. We, we refuse to baptize him unless you cowtail to us. And even in even a few years ago, give us X amount of money to satisfy us to get yeah, us to do what your child needs. That's, mani- that's, that's religious manipulation. Oh, my goodness. It's, it's horrible. You know what's amazing? All 12 of those people that... And it's probably more than that. It's probably like 20. This was common in the early right. part of my ministry. Haven't run into it in years. I doubt I'd ever run into it again. Right. But you see, people do those things because of what they believe, and it's obvious from the Scriptures they don't believe the right things. So now it's like, oh, we're going to baptize our baby. Okay. So they, they got them into submission to the church. Well, who wants to immerse their baby? The Bible is very clear. They went down into the water. Yes. They came up out of the water. So now they, they switch the mode of baptism, how they baptize from immersion to sprinkling to accommodate so first, the baby they, infant baptism. And they change the meaning that this is salvation. Yeah, they, they, that false teaching. So one false teaching led to another false teaching to changing Well, you have to do that if, because yeah. uh, when someone challenges you on what you're doing, you have to figure out a way to justify what you're doing, mm-hmm. which just causes more questions and more it's changes. further and further from Scripture. Yeah. So uh, one of the things I want to point out, uh, the difference between Christian baptism and other baptisms, number one is that they have to be baptized in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. We find that in Matthew 28, 19. The Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Jesus' words say baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and and the Holy Spirit. There's a couple of passages. It says they were baptized in the name of the Lord. But see, the name of the Lord is, according right. to the Lord, the Father, Son, Son and, and Holy, Holy Spirit. Spirit. Right, right. I've seen a lot of controversy over that. Were you baptized in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit? Yeah, Matthew uh, 28 is what Jesus said to do, so we did it that way. Yeah. Well, what about just being baptized in the name of the Lord over here? And that is a verse. Right. But it's kind of like they're straining at gnats right. and swallowing a camel. Right. Come on, man. Don't, don't pull that kind yeah. of uh, yeah 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 why, why are you playing semantics man I don't even want to yeah, uh, yeah. don't let's we're just, not going to do this I want to stick with Jesus yeah. wording right yeah that's well there you go let's just go to what Jesus said yeah, that settled <laughs> it for me makes it so easy some people just like to fuss and fight though right so when we're saved we're baptized by the Spirit into the body of Christ which is the church the church is the body of Christ and what we see here in First Corinthians twelve thirteen and this is what I'm talking about but people will use this. 
as their argument to not get baptized. Well, I was baptized as an infant. No, you got wet as an infant, according to Scripture. This passage here says, For by one Spirit, that's the Holy Spirit, we, that is the believer, were all baptized into one body, that is the church, whether Jews or Greeks, whether slaves or free, and have all been made to drink into one Spirit. And so when we look at this, it is, yes, it's one baptism, the right baptism, mm -hmm. one body, Christ's body, for one group of people, the believer. You know, Jesus said, if you love me, keep my commandments. Yeah, so it's a whole love thing. And then they get into all this theology, and yeah, but my mom and dad, they sprinkle me, and, you, yep. and I'm baptized. And it's like, wait a minute, let's just go back to Scripture. And are you ready? Theology theology cancels love. You can't tell me you love Jesus yeah. when you fight against his theology. Yeah. Why do you call me Lord, Lord, and do, do not, not as I say. I say? If you love me, Jesus says, keep my commandments. I know I told my, um, my baptism story on another podcast, but I just want to just real quickly throw it in here. Jesus said, if you love me, keep my commandments. I got saved. What do I do now? And they showed me get baptized. They glad we were, were baptized. So they were, t I asked all these questions. They led me through proper person. If you believe with all your heart, you may proper plan to go down into the water, up out of the water, it paints a picture of his death, burial, and resurrection of Christ. And they, they showed me, you're saying death to this life mm -hmm. raised in the likeness of his resurrection to newness of life. Yep. And I had my old life with my long bleach blonde hair and my old life and my old image and who I am, hippie, di well, the hippie dude, the <laughs> drug dealer, <laughs> the drug dealer. I still am a hippie kind of. I knew what he was about to say. That's I just, why I, I pulled so back. Yeah, I pulled yeah, yeah, back. Pull my <laughs> but I, I had my but long because hair. Because I know you. If you go love ahead, Jesus, brother. if you love me, he said, and I did, I do love Jesus. Right. And I was only been saved four weeks. I went up on top of a mountain and my girlfriend cut all my long blonde hair off because I was saying no to the world, to my old world. Yep. Hello, a newness of life, yeah. a new well, body. And, and that's what baptism is. Baptism means, uh, is a means by which a person makes a public profession of faith uh, and discipleship. And in the waters of baptism, a person says, obviously wordlessly is their actions, I confess faith in Christ Jesus has cleansed my soul from sin, right? And then, and now I have a new life, which is a, a life of sanctification, a process of growing now in his grace. But if you can't surrender to the first thing he says, which is baptism, how, you will not grow. There's no, you, you stop the process of sanctification if you're not careful or you stunt its growth. We'll put it yeah. to you that way. I, I like the verse you, you shared a little while ago where we're, we're we follow him in baptism by an act of our will. We're buried with him by baptism in a watery grave, like he was raised. He was in a in a grave. We're buried in the likeness of his death in a watery grave, raised in the likeness of his resurrection. And I like to sound if I catch this on camera, but you know this is sign language. And uh, when we get baptized, isn't that neat? That's a sign mm -hmm. for baptism in, in sign language. Baptized by immersion because they were the people who were the interpreters. Because <laughs> these were are the Christians. people. These are the people getting baptized, and uh, we're, I say baptism is full it. body 
sign language telling Jesus that we love him, telling the world who's watching us thinks we're crazy, that we do love Jesus. And we don't really care what they think. If they think we're stupid, let it be. I love Jesus on the inside between me and him and on the outside in baptism. And that's my point when I tell people, if you can't stand up here, you can't stand here. You can't I, stand there. I, and I don't know. Uh, I, I don't believe that salvation is real because there's still no change in your life. You ain't standing for yeah. him. You're not, you didn't stand for him before you made a decision. You're not standing for him after. There's no change. Yeah, there should be no apology for the word of God. Uh-uh, Especially man. if somebody says they're following the word of God. Yeah. Then just do it. It is amazing. So uh, um, uh, Christian baptis- baptism illustrates death, burial, and resurrection, as you said. It illustrates our death to sin and our new life to Christ. As the sinner confesses the Lord Jesus, we die to sin, Romans 6, 11. Likewise, you also reckon yourselves to be dead indeed to sin, but alive to God in Christ Jesus our Lord. And so uh, when we confess Christ as our Lord, we die to our sins. That means we died our own way. Now we got to live under Christ, which is make it public, right? Mm-hmm. And then we're raised to a brand new life, Colossians 2, 12. Buried with him in baptism, in which you also were raised with him through faith in the working of God who raised him from the dead. And so we see here that we're raised to a new life through baptism. It's that, it's that, that picture of being buried and raised again. Now, being submerged in the water represents death to sin, and emerging from the water represents the cleansed holy life that follows yes salvation absolutely right romans 6 4 therefore we were buried with him through baptism into death that just as christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the father even so we also should walk in newness of life for if we have been united together in the likeness of his death certainly also shall be in the likeness of his resurrection the scriptures are clear. I, it's funny because I baptized. Um, I'll ask, uh, have you asked Jesus Christ to be your Lord and Savior? Yes. It is my honor and privilege to baptize you, my brother or my sister, in the name of the Father, the Son, Son and the Holy Spirit. Spirit. Buried in the, in the likeness, likeness of, of his, his death, death, raised to walk in newness of life. Splash, splash. And I had someone text me after one, one Sunday, and they said, um, you're unbiblical, and... That's not, uh, uh, you're, oh, you're, you're not doing it, uh, biblically. That's what it said. And so I simply replied Romans six, four and five. <laughs> and then the reply was sure. You always bring scripture into it. Yeah, you do, John. You're guilty of that. <laughs> and then, and then the next one was, uh, sorry, brother. Please forgive me. Yeah. And I was like, cool, we win. It was a great day. <laughs> it drives me crazy all through these years. Why people just fuss? They want to uh, profess to love God, follow God, believe the Bible, and then they want to fuss over something so simple. Silly. Silly. It's not fuss and celebrate, you know? Right? It's buried in the likeness of, of his death, raised to walk in newness of life. Let's move on. And, of course, Romans 6, 4 says exactly that. So very simply put, baptism is an outward testimony of the inward change in a believer's life. Okay. Christian baptism. And mind you, we're talking Christian baptism. Uh, the truth is any other baptism is just not important to me. Yeah, just a 
bunch it's, of wet people. It's just a bunch of wet people, and it's pretty meaningless activity. And I'm not trying to hurt people's feelings. I'm just saying what matters to me is what the Bible says. And if the Bible says it, I believe it. If it doesn't say it, I leave it alone. Christian baptism is an act of obedience to the Lord after salvation. And now this is where people get hung up. They struggle with, well, I've already been baptized as an infant. Well, as we look through the scriptures, we're going to see this. It is not a requirement for salvation. It is not a requirement to be saved whatsoever. The Bible shows in many places that the order of events is number one, salvation Number two, baptism, and it happens in that order over and over. Salvation, baptism, salvation, baptism. No exceptions. No exceptions. So we see in Acts 2.41, um, once again, salvation, baptism. Then those who gladly received his word were baptized. Pretty simple to me. How about Acts 16.14 through 15? Now a certain woman named Lydia heard us. Now she was a seller of purple from the city of Thyatira who worshiped God. The Lord opened her heart to heed the things spoken by Paul. And when she and her household, uh, and when she and her household were baptized, she begged us saying, if you have judged me faithful to the Lord, come to my house and stay. So what happened first? She heard the word of God, right? Verse 14. Now a certain woman named Lydia heard us. And then we see at the bottom of 14, the Lord opened her heart to heed the things spoken by Paul. Salvation. Yep. And she when believed she, that, that believing moved her to obedience. Yep. She heard the word of God, got saved, and then she moved to obedience and was baptized. All through. A new believer in Jesus Christ should desire to be baptized as soon as possible. In Acts 2.41 again, then those who gladly received his word were baptized, and that day about 3,000 souls were added to them, right? Uh, Acts 8.12, but when they believed Philip as he preached the things concerning the kingdom of God in the name of Jesus Christ, both men and women were baptized. So you see, but when they believed that Philip was shared the gospel, they believed and they were baptized. Acts 8.35-39, now, this passage right here makes it as clear as anything I've ever read, even more clear than what I've already read. I love this passage, and this is my go-to passage. I use the others, but this one specifically. So what we have is we have Philip. God tells Philip to, God tells Philip to go out into the desert. Philip's kind of like, God, what's out in the desert, man? The okay. party's happening here, <laughs> but I'll go. Okay, a little reluctance. Yeah. Obedience. I'll, I'll be obedient. So he goes out into the desert, and it's not long when he gets out into, uh, as when he goes out, that he runs across a eunuch. And he sees that the eunuch is reading out of the book of Isaiah. He goes up and he says, do you understand what you're reading? And the eunuch said, how can I, except for someone explain it to me? So Philip here picks up in 35. Then Philip opened his mouth and beginning at this scripture, preached Jesus to him, preached salvation message to him, what he was reading and explained it all about Jesus. Verse 36. Now, as they went down the road, they came to some water and the eunuch said, see, here is water. What hinders me from being baptized? Then Philip said, if you believe with all your heart, you may. And he, the eunuch answered and said, I believe Jesus Christ 
is the son of God. Whammo, he is saved. For God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten son, and whosoever what? Believes. Yeah, that's what he did. That's what he it? did. Yeah. I believe Jesus Christ is the son of God. And then. And as, now something happens in his heart. What's that, Johnny? Oh, he's a new creature in Christ. What's he want to do? Now he's got to be, he wants to be obedient. Yeah. But, but people might laugh at him. <sighs> Absolutely. But didn't he already have some religion? And what's, he's going <laughs> to. Right? I love to play the devil's advocate. How about this, though? So he says, if you believe with all your heart, believe what? Jesus Christ is the Son of God. He says, I believe Jesus Christ is the Son of God. And the Bible says you can only believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God if you uh, surrender your heart. Now that's what makes you a believer. A non-believer does not believe Jesus Christ is the Son of God, Savior of the world. And doesn't want to follow him and be yeah. obedient to him. No, all this is foolishness to him, like you just said, right? So as soon as he says in 37, I believe Jesus Christ is the son of God, verse 38. So he, the, the eunuch, commanded the chariot to stand still. He was like, hey, whoa, stop. It's time. It is time. And then verse 38, and both Philip and the eunuch went down into, into the, the water. water. And he baptized him. And now when they came up, up out, out of, of the water... water Pretty, so it wasn't a little bowl and sprinkling and a cup of water. No, nah, it was it was yeah. hold them down to where there was no oxygen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and both Philip and the eunuch went down in the water, and he baptized him. Now, when they came up out of the water, the spirit of the Lord caught Philip away, so that the eunuch saw him no more, and he went on his way rejoicing. Went on his way, what? Rejoicing. It's a happy time, ain't it? it is. I love watching people get baptized and. You know, back home in, in my day in 70s, early 70s, people get baptized, everybody, amen. Kind of a hearty amen, but now I'm, a, I'm around the country preaching and I see people get baptized two, three times a month. And they applaud. And they applaud, and they stand and they hoot and they holler, they celebrate. And people come up out of the water, you know. Because, man, you know. that's what it's about. Yeah, yeah, it's all about Jesus, man. It is. And, and I want you to see that Philip was finished he finished his job that God called him out to do. And that was to share the gospel with the eunuch. The eunuch hears the gospel, believes the gospel, and then they get baptized. That's it's really cool. Extrapolating this out. So Philip goes back to Jerusalem, eunuch goes back to Ethiopia. And then, you know, 50, 80 years later, you know, the, the apostles are dying off. It becomes a second generation of, of the church. And you go down to Ethiopia, you know what you see in Ethiopia? Now you see. Bunch of churches. Because you have a bleeder, believer that's excited. I think and he the goes. Ethiopian eunuchs started a whole Christian movement in Ethiopia. That's what happens when you Isn't share cool? Jesus. Isn't that cool? Acts 18.8. Then Crispus, the ruler of the synagogue, believed on the Lord with all his household. And many of the Corinthians, hearing, believed, and were baptized. One more time. Believe. And were baptized. Yeah. It's pretty simple it's when you go all scripture. through scripture yeah, yeah. why would people they want to fuss with that hear the gospel believe the gospel get saved and then get baptized because that's next if there's any other order you're out of order mm -hmm. i'm just going to stick with the scriptures johnny uh, and they're so clear they're so clear so listen baptism illustrates a believer's identification with christ's death burial and resurrection Guys, listen, I hope this has helped. 
And understand, everywhere the gospel is preached and people are drawn to faith in Christ, they are to be baptized. If you got baptized as an infant, you made no decision for Jesus. Your parents made a decision for you to get wet. It is not until you are able to understand, you hear the gospel, you understand what is being said, and you believe that then you are saved. And then the next thing on the agenda is baptism. It'll never change. Hey, guys, I hope this has helped you. And if it has, please like, share, subscribe, and follow. And until next week, God bless.